So hi, welcome to the first episode of um, There's My Beer with an actual co-host. Ah. <laughs> um, I'd like to introduce my friend Michael, who's joining me. He's one of the Facebook contributors as well. Hello. Along with uh, two other people that aren't here. And eventually they'll be here one day, somehow. We'll figure it out. Today we're going to try out some Oktoberfest beers. Usually I just do one beer and talk about like a style of beer, but this time with a co-host we can actually try some and discuss what we think. Uh, of them, and we could see how poor my my descriptions are compared to someone that knows what they're doing. Michael has a pretty good pedigree in beer. He's very versed in it. Uh, I'm going to let him talk and tell us about how he started enjoying it, I guess, or where it began. Yeah, so my uh, my love of beer uh, started a long time ago, I guess you could say college. Uh was looking for <laughs> wasn't that, wasn't that <laughs> beer, beer in college? No. Wasn't that everybody's? <laughs> yes. But uh, I actually was one to always try something a little bit different and uh, was at a party and someone was making a beer run. And so I ended up, oh, yeah, I'll go get some beer. You know, we were dr- always drinking the same old natural light and things like that. But um, <laughs> we ended up at the liquor store and I was just kind of perusing the shelves and came across different beers, some imports, but one that really stood out um, was Sam Adams and ended up picking that up, the Boston Lager. Because um, well, that's the first beer I legally tried. Oh, okay. Like in high, so you were in college when I was in high school still. Okay. And, uh, you know, you'd go to a party and somebody'd have a 40 of MGD or something or there'd be some Miller Lite or whatever, and that's what you were used to. Even when I was a kid, my grandmother, it was old style. And like this, you know, you, right. I tasted oh, it when yeah. I was like 12 or 13. And I'm like, this is horrible. I'll never drink beer. <laughs> uh, and even with MGD and stuff, it was like, yeah, I'll have some. It never did anything for me. And we were out at, I might have been a wedding or something at a Maggiano's. And I was at my stepdad and he ordered a Sam Adams. I'm like, oh, I've never had that before. <laughs> I think I just turned 21 a few months earlier and I ordered the same thing. And yeah, funny how that, uh, how that works. Yeah. I mean, they were one of the earliest i guess before you even had craft the moniker craft beer i mean and yeah, i would agree i don't think the i don't think the moniker existed until them sierra nevada and uh anchor yeah and but even uh, even goose island i would throw into that mix even long originally. long after they were starting to make uh make way the the moniker craft came about yeah probably sometime yeah. in the late 90s yeah and I brought it back to this party and offered it up, and someone even called it tree beer. Um, <laughs> and I was really the only one who was like, well, this is interesting. And I didn't know what to think because it wasn't what I was expecting. But I, I was intrigued, and I liked it. And next thing you know, next time I was like, oh, I'm going to pick up some uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And that's... That's another one that really just kind of changed my mind. And then next thing you know... Which I actually did an episode talking about pale ales, American pale ales, uh, episode or two ago. And I mentioned that one. But I didn't review that one because I'm like, well, that would be too on the nose. But I didn't think I really needed to review it because it's still to this day as good as when it came out. Yeah, and you, and if you haven't had it, you really need to have it. I mean, it's just yeah. to have the... to see... The American take that kind of spurned that on. I mean, that was really the beer that kind of um, introduced a lot of people to 
pale ales. They've been around for long before. But even as a non-pale ale or IPA fan, I think that's a great beer. I, yeah, I think oh, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. And they, next thing you know, I, you know, would try different liquor stores and... Um, and it was hard back then to find anything other than those big four. Right. Even Anchor was hard to find in this area. Like, yeah. you were able to find Sierra Nevada, Sam Adams, and Goose Island. Because Goose Island opened up here in the late 80s, I want to say. Yeah, and I discovered that, actually. Uh, they really like to hit the Chicago, especially uh, there's a music venue called the Metro, which back then may have even still been called the Cabaret Metro. Uh, but... Goose Island was able to get their beers in there. Their Honkers Ale, which is ESB style, um, very good beer. Uh, but that kind of was another beer that that really started my love. That um, back in the day, Rogue. But I found liquor stores starting to have like five foot mm-hmm. shelves, five foot long shelves, four high of wow, American beer that's not like macro produced and that was exciting for me and i would just literally try everything i could and uh next thing you know it really took off and um always been a big beer lover because of those early roots i mean uh, i've i once actually tracked for a year uh how many beers i had and uh Yes, yeah, it's, it's called Untapped. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly how. And we, we, the show should have a the show should have an account that we all share. I don't know if you could do that though. But uh, yeah, I I wouldn't even want to say because it would make me feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, you know, the thing is, it's funny. Like you, we mentioned, Goose Island, Sam Adams. I still like both those, and the amount of shit I catch because I say I still like Goose Island. Oh, it's so different. It tastes different. You know what? I, I don't see a discernible difference between 312 now and 312 10 years ago when it came out. Which was, the buyout was between it. I, I don't see a discernible difference between most of their beers from before and after. And it seems like they're still allowed to go and try whatever they're going to try. You don't, they don't seem to have been handcuffed the way people thought they were going to. And I think a big part of that's because if you notice, like now, like Blue Moon, which I thought was an old, like, European company, and no, it's from like the 90s. Even Blue Moon, who was always macro owned, but no yeah. one knew it, is doing things other than their own flavor. Like these, com- these big companies now, they want a piece of that pie, so they're not going to buy Goose Island and be like, you're changing everything you're doing. Well, it, it was definitely a. I mean, they'll change some things, but. The macros learned if you can't fight it, you just had to join it. Can't be to join it. Can't so be they just start, they start buying them up. Because I, 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 I get shit on all the time for drinking. Um, you're from Chicago, why don't you drink Revolution? Because I just said I'm not a big IPA fan, and generally most of what Revolution makes is pale ale and IPA. Now, mm-hmm. Eugene, fantastic porter. Love it. Um, and they give me shit about Sam Adams, too. Oh, that's a big company. I'm like, Sam Adams is less than 10% of the market. That's not a big company. Yeah. You know, but I, I think all four of those that you mentioned are very good to this day. Yeah, I mean, anyone who wants to say they love craft beer, I, I think... Those are some you can still try because there are quite a few beers that have kind of come and gone. There was still around uh, some beers that um, I've seen. We recently started seeing in the last few years just breweries kind of leaving the area. Uh, There's a brewery I had a lot of early on called Bear Republic. Yeah, I I remember hearing of them. Yeah, they were... 
like I said, the five foot shelves uh, <laughs> instead of 50 foot shelves now, but uh, yeah, it's whole, whole aisles. Yeah, entire aisles of craft beer. But it's, it's now, now a lot of the binnies and liquor stores will have like two aisles. One's like Illinois beer right. or Midwest. Well, you know, another one we didn't mention was Great Lakes. Been around a long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, Great I, Lakes is very solid. Yeah, They've I always think, been solid. It, and one thing I think these companies had longevity because where I said that whole, if you can't fight them, join them, uh, they, they had to really grind to try to stay in business amongst, I mean, amongst such competition and, and the competition's even fiercer now. And There's over 20,000 breweries in America alone. I want to say 20,000 no, different beers, uh, 5,000, like so 5,000 different breweries. beers, 5,000 plus breweries. And, right. and is there room for 5,000 breweries? No, there's not. And, but they're, uh, but they're all, they're all there. Like, you know what? I think it's that number. It, it's when you think about it, it's kind of skewed, right? Like we have like more brewing company in Villa park, which, which I've mentioned on the show before. Very solid. They make like five, six beers at a time. They don't really distribute though. Like they're, they're they have their brew pub, uh, the owners are actually Indian, and they own a liquor store. Oh, okay. okay. I found out because there's Indian that. food on the menu, and I'm like, yeah. why is there Indian food? And it was really good. Um, so they own a, the liquor store, and then they open the brewery. Now, are they ever going to try to distribute and get big like, you know, Revolution or somebody? Maybe not. They might be happy and content saying, hey, we're making good buck. And in that case, now it's like, if you're counting those 5,000, if in, if in those 5,000 you're counting quote-unquote like neighborhood breweries... There, there is a good amount of room for them. Yeah, I, well, that's kind of... It depends of, how big they want to get. If they're going to try to get that nationwide market, yeah, it's definitely different. I think what they are doing, and I'm starting to see this, uh, there's kind of a trend of kind of... I think what they're doing is smart, you know, going to more... Um, really kind of not trying to get out there too quick and pushing... All your chips in so quickly. Generally, uh, the ones that do that uh, fail. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly well, what really, I'm saying. Really, with the exception uh, of Short Fuse here in Shiller Park, which the guy was like a billion, like a multi-millionaire entrepreneur, and he's like, "I want to open a brewery." Yeah. And he just went all in. And yeah. luckily, he'd been like successful with businesses, so he knew that end of it. So he knew I need to hire the right people, bring the right people in, and so lucky for him. But most people that try that, they don't have that experience and like you said they just yeah i mean you it's funny because i've actually heard a lot about uh breweries starting um and if you research it, a lot of uh it is owning a business and just because you have a passion maybe you were a home brewer and uh you got some training and but you're still owning a business so just because you have a love for beer doesn't mean you're necessarily a great business owner and there is that business and i think where these guys start off small really cut their chops on making great beer uh and and then if it takes off that way i think they'll see how much beer is consumed just people go in there and consuming beer but you know they do have the growler the crawlers and stuff and they can see how much beer is being actually taken away um and that's exciting because it kind of might it be a, it might be it makes it, it makes it tangible. Okay, do we really want to take that step and start trying to get distribution and get out there? And because yeah. um, that's, that's a, whole, a that's scary step. That's a whole other ballgame. Yeah, exactly. and like in Chicago, the liquor distribution lines and laws and 
like oh like like well you you can't you can't distribute this distributor can't go past right. here oh yeah this one can't go past here yeah. and there's been this like you know the Wirtz family who owns the Blackhawks you know the old man Wirtz you know the, it was an iron grip he had the, a lot of the stadiums and stuff and if he didn't if you crossed them you didn't get in yeah and it's still pretty cutthroat like even I can go to the Binnies in River Grove I can go to Binnies in Alma Park and the Splains all three all same company all different distributors well maybe not River Grove but there, a lot of them are different distributors. Oh, yeah. Schomburg is different from Displains yeah. and Schomburg from Glen Ellen. Uh, yeah, you'll see beers uh, that you can get at one place, you can't get at another. Um, yeah, uh, Innocent Gun is a favorite craft beer of mine from Scotland, and I was able to get it at uh, one store, and another store is like, oh yeah, we use a different distributor. Let me see what I could do. Right. You yeah. know, and you know, going back to the, like the brewery. Your beer can get lost on shelves, and that's why easily. Because now you got to worry about marketing, right? And yeah. how the label looks. It's got to be eye catching, and it's got to. Yeah. The name makes a big difference now too. And that's where I've seen breweries like Beer Republic still still available um, in certain areas, but they pulled out of Illinois. Uh, a brewery I used to really love, Six Point, pulled out of Illinois a couple of years ago, um, and it's just they're and then there's, they're then there's like but then there's like six that open. Right, exactly. And it's that's, such a it's such yeah. a like it's such a roller coaster of a not roller coaster. I don't even know if that's the right term I want to use. It's such just it's like the wild west for beer. And it's been this way for a while. Like I thought ten years ago the bottom was gonna fall out. And it's still going. Because now they've combined like these breweries, these brew pubs now. Now it's like, oh it's a brew pub. And we're a gastro pub too. Because yeah. now it's like, oh here's a regular burger, oh and here's samosas. Or here's a regular burger, and here's this fancy, you know, whatever. Even suburban places now, the quality of food and the style inside and the way they're designed rival stuff that's in Logan Square, you know, in downtown Chicago. And you get free parking. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean... I mean, they're going to have a grind. I mean, there's so many breweries out there. There's so many choices. Um, it's going to be a grind, uh, you know, but they got to have the passion for it. And if they love it, you know, I mean, how many times i've thought geez i would love to have like a brewery or something like that um but you know i mean it's a great time to be a beer drinker because there's globally it yeah is. there's mean, so many because as america's upped its craft game it's forced the hand in europe and even like south america and mexico and canada to be like okay well we need to make some changes because now you know they're getting popular and everyone thought for years all oh, their beer sucks and now all of a sudden, starting with Sam Adams winning awards overseas, now all of a sudden it's like, hey. But know. keep in mind this, though, about craft beer. It still only makes up a very small percentage of the market. It's that, not, that is true. You know, but you that go number into, is growing every year. You, oh, yeah. It, it's, several years ago it was uh, going up very quickly. Uh, it was like a, a very steep ramp. It is. It has kind of leveled off. Leveled though. off. Um, and that's why... But it's but it's also forced the macro breweries, like we said, to up their game too, because like um, you know for years like Mexican beer, it was all lagers, basically all Germans. Germans went to Mexico and opened breweries, Corona, Modelo, all those, and they all were similar. They were mostly the same taste, nothing really spectacular. Then uh, I remember, uh, Modelo, yeah, Modelo uh, came out with the um, Dosa yeah no Modelo uh-huh. Modelo is yeah. Modelo is uh, Modelo Negro. Okay came out and i remember having that at my cousin's house she bought it for whatever reason thinking oh you like this right i'm like i've never had it and i was like wow this is really good 
And it's a really good standard, just everyday kind of beer. It's a little higher in alcohol, but the flavor was so much different from the regular ones. Well, then, I don't know if they did it first or Dos Equis did it, but then the next one did it. Then the next one. Now, I'm at a party for my buddy Jose's birthday, and he goes, oh, try one of these. And it's Corona Familiar. I'm like, Corona. This is like this is like the natty ice of like beer to me. <laughs> so I crack it open. I'm like, all right. I, usually if I go out to a party, I'm not going to complain. I'm like, ah, whatever you got. Yeah, I'm right, not a yeah. beer snob. I've made that clear on this show numerous times. <laughs> and I cracked it open. I, I tasted it. I'm like, you know, it's not half bad. And then uh, a couple weeks later, I was at the store, and there was a six-pack of Bud- some Budweiser special edition. And I don't like Budweiser, and I don't like Bud Light. But whatever this stuff was, it was like near Labor Day. It was it was good. Their amber that they yeah, had released. it was like some yeah, amber. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these these companies are starting to like look back in their history of what they brewed before prohibition and say and look at what's going on in the craft area and be like, hey, you know, we can we can do this. We can come out with something that's good still, and let's we need to. Oh, they're yeah. not going to be around. Although I, you know, I wonder how how they're doing with those products, just because they're they're going into a competitive field where true. there's breweries who are making fantastic beers already who have been doing that you know they could be hurting their own business when you think about it because somebody has a budweiser drinker tries that and goes well this is really good and then one of their friends goes oh if you like that yeah you should go and try so-and-so and so-and-so and and then yeah you know that's that's an interesting that's a good that's a good point thing that and that's where i love the variety of of trying different stuff because uh take for example an early beer i think everybody should try it um I mentioned Honkers Ale, which is an you know Goose kind Island. of like an ESB style. Uh, another one I had early on, uh, one of my friends named Kevin actually uh, introduced me to was called Red Hook, and they have a Red Hook at ESB, and that they have a very good ESB, and at, at the time that became one of my staples, like oh Red Hook, you know ESB. But now I've tried quite a few ESBs. It's actually a style I really enjoy, and it's not a style that's very easy to find. There's not a lot of brewers who really. A lot of brewers I don't. More of an English thing, a lot of. Oh yeah, it's a lot t- of American craft breweries don't don't do it. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, my understanding is IPAs not easy. are it kind might... of America's baby, so you know. Yeah, that I'm not. That, that that's what's IPAs killing me. And stouts, you know, and that's where I think you know. At least we have a. You probably. Don't get me wrong. I love stouts, but. I do like hoppy beers. No, that's and, fine. Um, I, love I, I don't judge people based off style of beer. I mean, I do. I'll, I'll make fun of something like light beers, but <laughs> you know, if that's what you like, that's what you like. I mean, I'm not gonna. Well, I, I'm not gonna be a total dick about it. I've been. Uh, like I said, I've been out places. I've been like, yeah, sure, why not? Well, that brings up a point. Here's something I actually told someone once. Told quite a few people, and at some point, I realized. As much as I love craft beer, I've done my share of barfly-ism <laughs> and been at bars where craft beer was not available. Uh, been at clubs yeah, um, and stuff and, you know, drank my share of Bud Light, Miller Light. Any port in a storm. You know, I had my Rolling Rock phase where I drank Rolling Rock exclusively because I didn't want to drink Bud Light or Miller Light. And that was like the most adventurous the bar that I yeah. was going to sing karaoke at. For One, some reason, people... Pe- Rolling Rock has a really good, fo- a really strong, I want to say cult following, because it's not as popular as it used to be. I, I don't remember seeing uh, 
much in the way of Rolling Rock commercials anymore. But back in the day, there were Jim Gaffigan, Elgin, shout out. <laughs> to That's those. right. He did yeah, it, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was from Elgin, too. So, What is, like, I, I've mentioned this, especially, you know, having a lot of friends who share this passion of beer with me. What is beer? I mean, we love the taste when we're into craft beer. Um I mean, you, you get you, to try variety, but is it just tasting beer, or, uh, or is it the experiences you have drinking with friends? Because if if you're going to put more emphasis on the experiences you have having some beers with friends, then I guess I'd have to say Bud Light or Miller Light's got to be one of my favorite beers because I've had some of the best, had times. Some of the best, of the best times of my times, life sure. drinking those beers. Uh, I, I call them. I, I like to use a, a buzzword I came up with called party fuel. I mean, you know, you're not. Yeah, if you're out that, wanting very, yeah. to dance all night or stuff or something like that, and you're gonna drink like eight percent or you know ten percent <laughs> triple IPAs, you know you're you're gonna have a very short night. I mean, I mean if you're gonna try true. to keep up. And so. really, it, it it goes like, I mean, and to be fair, I, I'm a stout person, and generally, you know, you have two types of beers, right? There's lagers and stout, or lagers and ales, and there's like a third hybrid group that I'm not gonna get into. Um, I didn't get into it when I did the first episode and described the difference between lagers and ales either. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when it's hot out, you know, a lager is a good beer. Right. Like, I drink a lot of beers from Poland or Russia. You know, a lager, when you're out cutting the grass, I, I'd, oh, ra- yeah. I'd rather oh, yeah. I'll uh, grab yeah. something that's not a Guinness. And Guinness is one of my favorites. I'll grab, you know, a regular ale or... Uh, I used to drink the hell out of Bass Ale all the time. Yeah. But, you know, or like you said, you know, hey, I got... Oh, hey, Heineken. You know, Bud Light, Budweiser, MGD. I, I prefer the non-light ones because I like a little bit extra, but they're good for they're good summer warm weather beers. And I think that's why IPAs have become popular to some extent too. IPAs are definitely more; they seem to be definitely initially more of a summer beer. Breweries brew them for the summer more than they do for the winter. I I don't know. I I, I find them a a full year. Actually, you know what? If I'm out at oh, a I'm not festival, saying, I'm not saying that you can't have them all year round. Yeah. But they they definitely fit that because they're they're a little bit crisp. That bitterness gives you that crispness. It's more of um more flowery, more I, you know. It's definitely more. It feels more summery. But the bitterness, where does, like you drink a Guinness, you're like, ah, it's fall. The, the <laughs> bitterness know? will kind of though, and in, in the high alcohol levels, will get that sun on feeling heavy on you real quick. Well, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> so, and that's where oh yeah, lagers are are. Actually, another uh-huh. two of my favorites I started drinking this year during the summer, uh, turntable turn, turntable pills by Great Lakes, yeah. fantastic just um, session beer, and uh, Dayblazer. Oh yeah, Dayblazer is fantastic. Both fantastic. Just you you want you want to be able you want to drink an eighteen pack and not get totally blitzed. And you know, in the last couple of years, we've not really... that I've drank a whole eighteen pack in a day in, the, in recent memory, but those are very solid. It's that's one thing. Probably in the last two, three years, uh, yeah, maybe longer, but we've been seeing a lot more uh, breweries putting in lagers, putting in... Pilsners. Pilsners yeah, have made Pilsner a resurgence. Style. Yeah. Um, now, does a Pilsner fall under a lager or an ale? Uh, lager. So, That's what I thought. Yeah. Because old style is a, a Pilsner, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, or, it's, yeah. see, that's the funny thing. Like, yeah. the kid will say that, something, um, but then you American look at like adjunct adjunct and it's like, lager. oh, it's an American. What it's like, American yeah. adjunct lager. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go by the Czech standard, you know, you got your foreign basic ingredients. I mean, no, uh, it's Germany too. Yeah. So, and I kind of, I kind of, I don't think I left it in the last podcast. But I made a joke about German beer. I'm like. They brag about how good it is. It's like, how good can it be? It's all the same ingredients in every brewery you make. They're going to taste pretty so you, much the same. Well, they, they do <laughs> but have now their... They don't, they, they, some of the breweries have bypassed the purity laws and done some different things. Well, they've done, like, like vice fairs. It's not like you're, like you're going mean... like to get arrested. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's more like of a purity guideline. It's not yeah. really like, if you don't obey by it, the police, like, knock down your door and close your brewery. You get shunned by the community, maybe. But... Yeah. Reinheitskabat. Yeah. Um, Reinheitskabat police. Yes. But vice beers have been around and those do not fit into the. But there there were royal family, like, I don't know. Well, they can do it and it's okay. You know, it was because you had to have your your Hefeweizens. I mean, and that's a a really. Hefeweizens is a very good beer. German beer is very good. Yeah. German beer has stayed good. And I give them lots of credit for that. There are some. I mean, like, there's a there's styles like well, Berliner Weisses so and you have Dunkles. Goza's. And uh, one of my favorite beers. Is it Goza, Goza, or Gauche? Goza. It's a sour beer, actually. So. Well, I know that. Yeah, but... Uh, my cousin, he works at a brewery in Chicago, and they call it a Goza, I believe. Oh, I've always heard Goza. Well, maybe yeah. Goza is trying to just make it sound fancy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Goza and Joe Dirt, when he goes, the name's... The name, uh, yeah, what's your name? Joe Dirte. Joe Dirt, son, don't try churches it off. <laughs> yeah, <they're good. laughs> but, I mean, and, and, you know, those those beers don't fit necessarily like no, they don't. what people think of as German beers, but they're very popular. I mean... Uh, what was the Sam Adams uh, Infinium? They worked with one of the big German brewing companies, and they used, they they technically followed the purity laws, but came up with something different because they the way they mixed it and brewed it was a different a different procedure, and... It, I don't think it was worth the 20 bucks a bottle. Mm. I mean, it was interesting. It was very champagne-y mm. to me. But at least, but they definitely tried it, and the bottle was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got your your entire box series. I mean, one of my favorite beers. I, I say ESB, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of ESBs, even though they're not that popular. But people who love ESBs love ESBs, and, and they're great beers. Another Samuel, one, though, Samuel German. Smith, Samuel Smith makes good ESBs. Yeah, and, you know, that's English style. And Actually, then Samuel have, Smith makes good everything. Yeah. Like, their oatmeal stout, to this day, is one of the greatest oatmeal styles <laughs> I've ever... Like, to, I'll, it's not expensive. You can get, like, a four-pack oh, yeah. with the two glasses for, like, $10 sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's on sale for the holidays. You get the nice glasses, you get the beer, and you're like, yeah, this is... Well, I always love when my box season, uh, in terms of a German beer. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Yeah, my box are... Um, actually, it's funny, because I've had uh, one of the beers I... Craft beers I grew I grew up on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was uh, was based off of my box. I don't know if you'd consider it super authentic, but, you know, Dead Guy Ale from Rogue, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. style, so... So, yeah. you know, I've been trying to shift us towards German, because um, it is yeah. Oktoberfest time of the year. I did a show last week. You weren't on it. I try, I try to drop the shows every Friday. And I try to drop them Friday morning so people can... And I try to put events in that are going on. And last week we tried getting together at Oktoberfest. And last week was basically a dumpster fire for me. It was too busy. And, <laughs> and we got this opportunity today. I explained how Oktoberfest started. That it was a celebration for the wedding of 
Uh, I don't remember their names right now. Lud- I had my notes. Was next it to Ludwig me. and, Ludwig and, and Isab- uh, the Isabella? Prince. Yeah, yeah, maybe Isabella. I, I had the notes next to me, and I, I went through the changes over the years and how, you know, it's grown to this. Well, it grew into kind of a rowdy party, and they've like railed, they've like roped it back in a little bit because they want it to be. There's safe. always a horse race. I know that. Oh, uh, it's not. It's not for a while. <laughs> oh, it did. It okay. stopped for a while. Uh, they, they also during certain wars and stuff they didn't have them. Uh, the, the, they had one during the Nazi reign. They did have Oktoberfest during the Nazi reign, but they tried using it for propaganda. Oh, okay. So, screw them. Love the Germans. Screw the Nazis. Uh, always punch Nazis. Um, <laughs> it's like the catchphrase here in, in America now. Tonight, we're, we've, we've actually tried a couple of, of uh, Oktoberfest beers here. And one of them that we both have tried is from a company we mentioned earlier, Revolution. And I've never had their Oktoberfest before. Uh, Revolution's brewed in Chicago. It's grown to be a very popular Chicago, probably probably the most popular one since Goose Island when they were like on top. I don't think, like everyone made a big deal when Lagunitas, Lagunitas came here, but Lagunitas is from California, not from Technically there. Petaluma, California, right. Yeah, yeah. they're not from here. Even though they're bigger breweries here, but yeah. yeah right. So, so we, we've been drinking the, the Oktoberfest, and there was another one we tried too by a, a company I, I like to say is actually overrated in my book. And I know I'll get yelled at for that, but whatever. <laughs> but they're Oktoberfest. It's a German-style lager, uh, 5.7% alcohol by volume. Not super high, but what do you think of this one? I like it. i um, always been a big fan. Uh, been drinking this for years. Um, so when did they start brewing it? Is it, is it? Has it been around a long time? I'm not sure when they started Because you've visited their brewery. Like, I've never been to the brewery. I, yeah. you know. Uh, I know you have been. Yes, yeah. And like and I said the before, they're, they're really known for, I mean, their big ones they're really known for originally was Fist City was one of them. And um, what's the other one? Uh, well, they have all their, like, Hero series, which are their well, those IPAs. Came later, those, yeah, those, yeah. Those were actually when they tied in with Wizard World. Oh, no, C2E2. Yeah. They tied in with C2E2 and they made Gal Hero. And they had all the other ones. Yeah, that's true. Um, and those are all IPAs. And this is a lager, so it's not an ale like those are. It's, they have the one porter Eugene, which is actually tremendously good to me. Yeah, anti heroes are IPA. Anti heroes yeah, the one that was yeah. the big hit. Anti hero yeah. and Fist City, and then and the, excellent Merry, uh, Merry Christmas. I think is the Christmas version. Right. Yeah. Which we'll do a Christmas show maybe too. Yeah, they because there's, they winter, have there's all their barrel aged stuff that's yeah. excellent. They're a great brewery. I mean, I I, yeah. I can't fault anything that they do. It's uh, no. you know they do some of the best hoppy beers. And you know, I could I could taste a hoppy beer, and even though I'm not a fan, I could. You could taste if something is quality or not, right? There's a mouthfeel to it, right? And Revolution, whether it's a beer I've liked or not, I've the quality is always there. Like I can understand why someone that likes a hoppy beer is gonna like uh, Galaxy Hero, right? You know, or Anti Hero. Like I can completely see and understand why. I might not like all of them. I like a couple of them, you know. And I've said that before. I'm not an IPA person, but there are ones I do like, and Revolution has a couple of those. Yeah, and just the the rate they took off. I mean, because it was I I think ten years. Has it been ten years? Exactly sure. Geez, has it been that long? I'm. They, maybe, maybe, maybe it, even less. But I, it was. I want to say about that. It was definitely something Chicago needed. I mean, um, a brewery. Amongst Actually, to be, others to, to carry the flag for Chicago because well, pre-prohibition, there were tons of Chicago breweries. Yeah. And, and really, 
Chicago breweries after it, I mean, Goose Island was it. And then Goose Island got bought by, uh, was it Miller Coors? No, they're Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, and... Uh, it's so yeah. hard to remember. Maybe and... Uh, Maybe and Bev. Yeah. And, you know, once they got bought out, everyone was up in arms about that. But Revolution, I think, was out before they got bought out. Right I near there. So. Right yeah. around there. Uh, the suburbs have had breweries for a little bit. You know, yeah. like, like Two Brothers, which we'll, we'll talk there, about in a second, because yeah. we have one of theirs, too. But There was some... You know Solomon what? There were... Around. Uh, there was an early realm of microbreweries that existed before the craft moniker um i the town i grew up in actually had one called prairie rock which was a a well-known family in the chicagoland area opened a restaurant and had a little brewery and Mm -hmm. they made their own beers i remember don't even remember the name but there was one up in arlington heights i once went with my sister you have a sister? Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay, then, well, you learned something new every day. And then uh, I remember the one like, called the Highlander on the north side. But these were little microbreweries. Um, I know Prairie Rock uh, was you're, one it, because it was in my hometown and everything. It was... Uh, and you're getting to that now again. Like, you have Oak Park Brewery. You have well, yeah, more. You well, have, that's you know, where we're saying, yeah. like, these places. They're coming you back You only again. got their beers at the at the place. And right. you know what's funny is it's it's kind of emulating how beer has been around, especially, like, England, where you had, like, oh, your house tavern and your area. Except now except now, uh, Fuller Zone's, like, over half the bars in England. and. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, I, Fuller's makes a good ESP, by the way. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, funny. Everyone yeah. hates everyone hates that because it's killed off a lot of their craft beer, and it has. And I feel bad saying it, though. When I drink Fuller's, I'm like, well, you know, this isn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good beer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. But we're starting to see that again. I mean, and, and that's a wonderful thing that... The neighborhood bar now you know, has a hey, neighborhood I, brewery. I, you know what? I don't necessarily have to... I, I can go get it from the source. You know, I yep. like that. I like to... I know I didn't coin that phrase, but that's a phrase I use quite a bit is from the source. I mean, and I don't no know. No one listens to us. Maybe we, don't it's to, only, we don't have to worry about plagiarism. Don't worry about maybe it. it's only psychological that um, psychologically that beer tastes better when you get it from where it was actually no, I, think, I think there is. I think there is some truth to the that. The freshness, obviously. Well, I mean, fresh. but, you know, yeah. that's another reason a lot of companies started going back to cans was cans keep beer fresher than bottles. Right, yeah. You know, and... It cans are cheaper to produce for smaller companies like Revolution. Revolution, I don't think bottles anything. Yeah, I was in a little. Do they? No, I think every, I think almost everything's cans. I mean, they might they, have a few special big, editions. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're bigger editions that have been done in bottles. But I mean, in terms of you know little breweries now popping up where you can go and get their beer there. I mean, a lot of the ones I know that I've been drinking for years. I'm like, well, that's that's Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin, that's Michigan, right. that's that's Ohio, that's Indiana. Like three three Floyds is who they consider it a Chicagoland brewery, but it, really it's Munster, Indiana. Well, and that for the Midwest was kind of like the kick in the ass for like they because they got real popular real fast. Yeah, they are. They're actually, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe though. Like Nick Floyd's a Chicago guy. I mean, yeah, I think, I think, it, I think he just opened it, it there because it's think, cheaper. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah really. that's that's what I had always heard. I don't know if it's a rumor, so don't quote me on this. But that opening a brewery in Chicago, opening a brewery in Chicago would have been too expensive, so they opened it in Munster, especially and, especially back then. Yeah, I mean, no, was, nobody no knew what it was gonna. Yeah, nobody no knew what was gonna long. happen. I mean, 
because um, you did have your bells and your like founders. Bell, I still think bells and founders are. You know, I mean, you got those breweries. Around. You have breweries that have been Great Lakes. Yeah, been around you know, for a while. Um, yeah, there's a lot, and just none of them are here. Now, right. finally, we're getting them, and Revolution led the revolution, quote unquote. Yeah. It's yeah, punny. Um, and their Oktoberfest is solid. Yeah. And it pours a golden, golden brown, golden, eh, golden. Yeah. It's golden. Not much head on it. I mean, it's a, it's a lager. It doesn't like you know. Oh, there was I, a little bit. Of I head, poured it, it a little much... too straight into my glass when I had poured it, so I it ended up pretty foamy, and it's, <laughs> you know, at least it wasn't one one of the ones I brought because I'm sure they were like sliding around in the back of my car on the way over here. <laughs> when so you went that, to the wrong house, that would have been like. And I'm looking at the black. <laughs> my God. <laughs> um. But it's good. It's very smooth. It's very well ma- balanced. Very multi caramely. Very caramely and multi. Kind of. Uh, I. It's definitely in the spirit of a German October beer, Oktoberfest beer. I don't think I would say it is a, a German Oktoberfest beer. It's their own spin, which is what I. In expect. fact, I don't think they can actually. They. they it's funny. I. I think they have to call them like. Oktoberfest German style, you know, because it's they're not actually made in Germany for Oktoberfest. So yeah, that's how you do that's how used to be with style. You have to use that style. That's how it used to be with champagne, and now uh, people put champagne on all shit. Yeah, so well, if they brewed it in China, they can put whatever they want on it. There's no copyright laws. Yeah, um, it is good. I, I, what do you think of the flavor profile? What you what would you, like you said? It is caramely. Yeah, I get a lot of caramel. I mean, it's uh, nice. It, it, um, now that I'm, I've got only about like half an inch left in my glass, but. Um, could it s- smells just like a lager. It doesn't have any yeah. special spices or anything to me. Yeah, I mean, there's maybe a hint of caramel to the smell, but nothing, nothing yeasty or malty. Or you know, I, I I do pick up more hops than a. I mean, not to say it's a hoppy beer. No, but all. I know I was going to get to that. I know what you but mean. But compared I to a lot of other Oktoberfests that I've had, um, it's a, and it, I've had my share. <laughs> I, I do. Um, I do taste. A hot presence that some of them are just completely lacking. I know, like, oftentimes and you don't, for bittering, you have sterling hops. Is, is a lot very of loggers aren't I, I'm not sure what they use, but yeah. um, I know for actual German Oktoberfest, sterling's pretty... No, but I like it. I mean, I do too. near the... When it was a full glass, I it did have an initial, like, on the back end, very sweet. Then it comes... It gets more into the dry feeling yeah. a little bit, you know. And that's what I have. I, I think right it's now. because I, I had that. This was the first beer I've had tonight, and you know that first was, well, we you know. That. And I've been drinking mostly IPAs recently in the last week, so I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is pretty sweet. So your taste buds so. are shot. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's the one thing I, I do have to say about IPAs. When you get into double IPAs and like where they're really super hoppy. It just burns out my taste buds. Yeah. After like two or three of them, I'm like, I, I can't. It's just, yeah. I don't taste anything. And you know, there, there's another thing about beer. I mean, it's like your perspective of of what you've had to eat, what you've, you know, your, your taste, taste, your your taste is, is going to... completely d- different from everybody yeah, else's. Yeah, and even what you've had. I mean, if if you had a an IPA, I think, you know, everybody should try different combinations of like, okay drink like when i do flights i usually follow the rule of thumb um going light to dark you know because is that is that the way you're supposed to do it 
I I well, there's no way you're supposed to do it, but well, no, it a like lot of people will say kind of like go light to dark because okay. um, the problem is I usually am throwing in some curveballs like some sour beers. So where do I put those? They might, they brews, might be more light. More brews got a sour beer you'd love. I can't yeah. the name of it, but it's good. You, you might start off with uh, something light, but a sour beer like they're they can be very bold. I mean, extremely oh, yeah. bold and. So where do you put them? Because that's where you're trying to, like, if you have a Pilsner and then you're going to be drinking a stout in the same flight, you probably want to be, you know, I just find it more enjoyable to drink the Pilsner early. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, part of that for me is that I like the stouts better. Yeah. But this is very, uh, very good. It's drinkable. Very. Oh, yeah. Very drinkable. I could drink a lot of these. (laughs) Good thing we both bought it. (laughs) Uh, no, it, it is very good and um, very enjoyable. Very very balanced. I don't want to say smooth because there's a bit of a hop to it. There's a little bit of a bitterness to it. Yeah. It, and it's, it's in fact, it's better to me when it's colder, which is typical for a lager to me. Yeah. Like, like lagers are brewed colder or fermented colder. And realistically, I think served colder, they're better. Like an ale, generally a little bit warmer temperature, maybe five to ten degrees warmer than a than a. Longer. Well, there there tend to be bolder flavors um, that come out more in that. Yeah, yeah, and any it, your taste buds react to cold. I mean, if if something's too cold, your your taste buds really can't pick it up quite as as well, and that's why you have. I mean, I I, I remember hearing years ago. Uh, just the old rumor and the myth of, oh, the people in Europe, they like they to drink, drink warm their beer, beer. War- warm. And, well, it's warm to our standards. It's but not, it's not, war- it's not warm. warm, but it's because yeah. Miller, yeah. Miller Lite's only drinkable when it's ice cold. Yeah, I mean, you know. You, and there you I know. go, being a beer snob. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not a beer snob. <laughs> you only drink it ice cold. You know, but you can pick out, like, especially in an ale, you can pick out a lot of flavors. If it's if it's really cold, you're just tasting cold. I mean, it's not. It, and then will his, it make it, it more refreshing? Potentially, but. Um, and, that, and that, I think, is. There's in the part, lager because, word, refreshing. I mean... Yeah, yeah. And that's why I was saying, like... Crisp some, and refreshing. Are, crisp yeah. and refreshing. And that's what I think I even said when I discussed the differences between them, is lagers are generally crisp and refreshing, and people that are at ball games cutting the grass, out doing work in the summer, anything in that lager category is what you're, you're like, that's what I want. Yeah. And you're trying to... Plus, it, it's colder. You like cold stuff when it's hot out. You like drinking something ice cold. Ales, you're, you're picking up flavors. I mean, you're going for bolder... Uh, you know, seeing like the crazy combinations that the hops do, like oh wow, I'm picking up mango, like and things like pineapple, that. right? Exactly, yeah. stuff that should stuff that, that you're like, why is that there? <laughs> but but it's not there, and that's what's great. I mean, that's a hop is an amazing thing that you know, and just the variety of hops. So, um, actually, I'll try. You know what? I'll I'll have one of these Sierra Nevadas. So uh, every year. Sierra Nevada releases an Oktoberfest, and they do something really cool. Um, they actually do a collaboration with a famous German brewery. And Who remain nameless? What was that? Which shall remain nameless, or do we just not know the name of it? Oh, I know the name. Uh, it's actually the oldest brewery on the planet. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. It's, uh, it. I've always said Weinstefan. Yeah. Or Weinstefan. Um, I've always... But I just saw a commercial from them you like where that? they said they said it was Weinstefan. Oh, that's, that, that, this uh, is going to be a totally different taste. Because the smell of this is totally different. 
Now, while we're opening these and pouring these and trying them, in the meantime, I had tried a beer, uh, Oktoberfest beer by Two Brothers. Two Brothers is a beer that I really try to like. It's it's a it's a it's a brewery I really try to like. It's I like their branding. I like their naming. I I like them. They seem like they're good guys. I I just I just feel they're overrated in most ways. And I, I you know and I I get a lot of crap about that. And I and another brewery I think is the same way is um what is it up in Wisconsin spot that makes spotted cow New Glarus. See that's where we differ. Well, no, no, but follow me on why. I have a reason why. It's not, I'm not saying they're not good beer, but I, to me, when I first tried Spotted Cow, I was like, "This is fantastic." Never had something like this before. It tastes great. There's that hint of corn in it, and then you find out, oh, they use corn and you know whatever. And I thought it was really good. And um, they do make some that are really good, but I think I considered it better when I had it less often. Because for a while, the wife would go up to Wisconsin every couple of months. Oh, I brought, I brought back New Glarus. And at some point, I remember opening one and drinking it, going, something's not right. It doesn't, it doesn't do it for me, that, like it did that first couple times. See, uh, when I And think it's not I'm... that I'm saying that the quality is bad. I mean, the quality, the mouthfeel, all that's great. It just, I think after I had that initial hit of like, oh, this is great, but we couldn't get it in Chicago, right? You have to buy it in Wisconsin. They right. pulled out of the area. And then there were one or two other beers that came out that, kind of had that hint of corn and tasted similar that I could buy here. Now suddenly it lost that like little cult, like not novelty, but like that, like, Oh, this is, you know, so unique. See what's funny is talking about new Glarus. It's, uh, and again, like two brothers, I like what they stand for. And I like, I like them. I I think him going screw Illinois, the markets too. I don't want to pay that kind of price, whatever his reasoning for it was. He didn't want to pay the distribution Actually, prices a, or something. It's, uh, one, it's it of, might be the largest woman-owned brewery in the United States. His wife actually... Uh, technically owned yeah, it. Dub yeah, Dan, Dan Carey. But, I mean, I, I, if I remember correctly, the idea... the, the They didn't like the pricing of distribution I think it was distribution, here, yeah. Which, I, I, I get a, that, but... And that was a long time ago. I, I mean, get that, but it's a lot of people down here. You know... And in the time that you've said... Well, I'm going to only distribute up here. If they want it, they'll come get it, which they were doing for a while. Now you had Revolution. Now you had Two Brothers. You've had Solomoth. You've had, you've had uh, uh, you know, Lagunitas move in. You've had, uh, you, you have um, Short Fuse, who's pretty, their beer is not all, all great. They make some good ones. But in a year and a half they've been in business, they've gotten big. I mean, now you have all this competition. It's like, we don't need to drive to Wisconsin well, anymore. And all your competitors that I like from Wisconsin, I could buy down here. You want to know here, um, I do have a rebuttal to that. And that's this fine. is, I've actually, Ooh, that's good. someone I, um, I'm, I like to watch a lot of beer videos and, and things like that. And Where do you watch those at? <laughs> YouTube? YouTube. And really? Stuff like that. Yeah. And wow. I remember seeing the same thing said by several brewery owners. Um, and this, it's something great, um, that an owner would have this sort of feeling. And I I think maybe new Glarus fits into this too. Sometimes, sure. They could probably distribute down here, but I don't know. This was years ago. I don't know what they're at now, but well, they uh, used to seven or eight years ago. I thought I had heard, or maybe five or six. I'm not sure how long ago, but I was hearing like numbers of like 190,000 barrels. I mean, that's 
that's big. I mean, that's it is. Oh, they are big. Huge. They are. Yeah. But no see, doubt. now if they want to also do the Chicago market, they you know, and try to get into the almost millions of barrels. Well, now, it goes back to well, what we talked about with business, right? Now, yeah. And, and and this is where I saw one brewer out of Vermont, very popular brewery. Uh, people love to get their beer and great beer. Um, and he was saying, I don't distribute outside Vermont because my workers get a nice eight hour day. I pay them very well. Yeah, that's true. And they get to go home and they get to be with their families. And that's the kind of business I said, when I was going to start this, this is what it's going to be. And the growth is going to come and the growth is going to be handled appropriately not by putting people in on 15 hour shifts you know trying to brew beer and it's because you know maybe a little bit of the the bohemianness of (laughs) i'm not sure maybe not bohemian but almost this guy was kind of hippie-ish almost sort of and he was like he he had that forward thinking of like yeah yeah i want people to be with their family i want people to in, come in and enjoy their job. We're making beer. I mean, well, hey, and, and how really, cool is that? And really, know? to do it, he's talking about, like, to distribute that wide, and it goes for New Glarus, too. To distribute that wide, yeah, you could either work guys 15 hours, you could spend the money and expand and right. hire a bunch of people, hoping your quality the profit's there, and, and hoping your quality, the quality doesn't, doesn't drop. And I, I get that. Um, but, I mean, I guess to me, my point was, I had it. Years back, I thought it was really good, and lately, as I've gotten it and tried it again, it just doesn't have that same. It doesn't. Now, hit, it doesn't you, hit me in the feels the same way. Cow, for the uh, most part. Well, or? I've tried a few. Other, I, I do like some of their other ones. I, again, I don't think they're bad. I don't think anything they make is bad that I've tried. Uh, what's the Moon Man one? That's the IPA, right? Moon, uh, that's our Pale Ale. So the Pale Ale. Yeah, that so. one I think is good still. I mean, and I do think Spotted Cow is good, but. I don't think any of them justify me, and it's not far for me. It's like an hour and a half driving to Woodlands. Right. Oh yeah. I we used to try to like I used to try to get the guys together and be like, hey, who's got an SUV? Let's all drive up to Woodman's. We'll go to Uncle Mikey's. We'll have some burgers. They have like forty beers on tap. I have a few beers. We'll go to Woodman's. We'll load up the SUV. We'll buy stuff we can't get. Right. Generally, most things I want, I can get. Oh yeah. Right and here, since here. everybody couldn't get together at the right times to do that, that fell apart. Which I thought would be a cool like guy thing to do. So. If I'm in that area, I'll buy it. Yeah. If I'm up there on vacation or whatever, I'll buy it. I'll drink it gladly. I, I, I don't have a problem. I think it's good. But it's, initially when I first had it, to me it was good enough to drive that far to get it. Now to me it's kind of like, eh, if I'm in the area. So, and I don't know if maybe it's just that flavor like isn't my thing anymore or my taste. Your taste buds change like every five to seven years too. That could be part of it. I don't, I don't know. But, see, now my... It was funny because this started off about me talking about two brothers. Yeah. Because to me... I will say I like more spot. I, I like yeah. <laughs> Everything derails. I um I generally like New Glarus products better than Two Brothers. And I I wanna like Two Brothers. And I just generally think it's just okay. Now I will say this Adam Smasher they've made this before. But this is their special Oak Age Oktoberfest edition. Yeah, pretty much the I, this is I'm about their this is their pinnacle. Yeah, I mean, of they, all their beer. That's one of their best this, beers, this, for sure. It was it was Oak aged and it was subtle. It was smooth. It wasn't over. Nothing, none of the tastes were overpowering. You tasted that little oak smokiness there, and it was very good. I am horrible at describing stuff. Traditional, 
Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, not traditional. <laughs> it's not. But, I would not even put it to a traditional it, October. It, it is. It is. You know, seven, wow, seven point seven percent per value. Yeah, that I, mean, I didn't they're, know. They're going. The for labeling a... is fantastic. I think it's. Um, I think it's a really good solid lager, yeah. and I think it's got a great. And I didn't get into the barrel aged beers off the bat. A lot of people did, and a lot of my friends were buying them and storing them for two years. I'm like, I don't want to buy a beer. I need to wait two years to drink. Yeah, and, uh, and to me, to me, the company that still to this day does barrel aged beer the best is Innocent Gun out of Scotland. They they do. They do it the best. My stepfather tried one. He goes, this is the best beer I've ever had. Because they do Canadian whiskey casks. They do, they do different ones. Right, yeah. And they're very good at it. I, I do think Dragon's Milk is fantastic. That's one of the ones I like a lot. Uh, was it Sophia? Or Sophie? Sophie. Sophie, I think, was the barrel-aged one that Goose Island did. I think well, that they was do good. A, well, they do a lot of it. They're, you know, they got their whole Bourbon County and all yeah, that. Yeah, which that's know. good, you know. Whiskey, you know, bourbon but barrels. I would put this Two Brothers Adam Smasher Oktoberfest-style lager, the Oak-Aged one. I'd put this right up there with any of them. Yeah. It's very good. I, uh... It's very... And it, for the You don't taste that alcohol level in it. It's smooth, and you don't... Like, some beers that are like 8, 9, 10%, you're like, okay, I taste it. And to me, that means that it's just an unbalanced beer. This doesn't do that. It's very good. I would definitely recommend that, and I'd recommend the Revolution one we've had so far. Yeah. And right now, this is Sierra Nevada, collaboration with Vine Stefan, or Vine Stefan. Vine Stefan, I think. Uh, and I always say the W with the V, but... Well, I, say, I, I mean, it should... It, if I've also seen it Wyan Stefan. No, yeah. I, well, they call it Wiener Dog. Right, and I've always Wiener's, Weiss so, beer. Yeah, Weiss know, beers, so, right, so yeah, I'd yeah. say Vine Stefan. Vine Stefan. This one definitely is, I'd say more traditional than the other two by a oh, long yeah. shot. This yeah. is definitely, a drier, it's, a, uh, it's a darker lager, It very thin head that dissipates very quickly. Medium, very medium bodied. Very crisp though. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely it's, it's very clean and very crisp. Nowhere near as sweet. <laughs> like, you, know, like you, you realize when you talk about food drinking... and beer, Germany's Bavaria. Anything yeah. else, it's Germany. Yeah, <laughs> I always found that funny. You know what's funny between these two beers? So I had the Revolution yeah, and you now this. Me, right? um, they all have the same labeling, blue and white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to follow that Bavarian flag. But it's this is. Although I tend to think Oktoberfests are kind of a narrow, they have to be narrow to be considered Oktoberfest style. Um, yeah, it's got to it's got to be something that reminds you of of a solid German lager. It's got to be something that, to be honest, kind of gives you a hint of fall. Not much. Not like an autumn. Be- Please, we're never doing pumpkin spice ever. <laughs> I don't care. I I draw the line. I do not like pumpkin stuff. I have in to general. be in the mood for a pumpkin beer. And I've, I've I've had good banana bread beers. It a pumpkin spice beer. It's very hard for me to find winter winter ales. I found a lot I liked. Although when Sam Adams made that old fizzy wig, oh, that was horrible. I hated that. Oh god. Um, I, uh, you just said banana bread beer. Yeah. It, everybody who's seen that on the shelf and passed it up and go, oh geez, yeah, go get it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's worth it. It's good. It's 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 pretty good. It's way better than you think. Um, so, I always want like a hint of like fallness. Is that even a way to put it? I guess. Like fall beers and winter beers generally have like a little clove in it or something. I don't think this has that, but it still has a flavor that gives me that like oh it's coming up on fall. Yeah, where where I was tasting a lot of caramel, 
and mm-hmm. more sweetness in the revolution, revolution and picking up more hops though still like getting that hot bite this is definitely breadier to me i think um it's a, it's a, I think it's drier too. Definitely drier. It seems yeah. a bit more carbonated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would. It, it, it did seem like that to me when I taste. Like you get a little bit more, a little more like pop. The bubbles on a little your more, tongue. Yeah, yeah, a little more bubbles. A, yeah. Yeah. This is definitely dryers for sure. I mean, there's there's less sweetness um, than the Revolution. And you it, know what? It's funny. Like I was it just is, saying, it that is narrow pretty good, band though. that Oktoberfest yeah. may fit into, and yet you can see too. Back to back, they taste completely different beers. I mean, they really. But they both say Oktoberfest, right? And, like, and not say it on the label, but yeah. when you taste them, you th- you think Oktoberfest for both of them. Not as big a band as say like IPAs, where you've IPAs. There's you can they have milkshake IPAs flavors, now. yeah, and stuff like that. But well, plus an Oktoberfest beer, you want it to be a German. It's it's a Oktoberfest is a German celebration. You, you, you're not going to brew a Guinness-style beer and be like, this is, and add, like, something to it and be like, this is our Oktoberfest yeah. beer. No. Yeah, I mean, they're, the technical style... Um, what is the difference between an Oktoberfest German lager and a regular? I well, know they have a little more alcohol and a little more body. Well, they were traditionally brewed at the end of the season, of right. brewing season, which was March. And so the beers were called Martzen, which is March. <laughs> um, that was... As far as I know, the last month they really felt they could brew because they were trying to use lager yeasts. And they couldn't brew in the summer because the yeast is more... The, yeah. Right, yeah. So these bottom fermenting yeasts um, had which to really, have the colder... Which really are more middle. Yeah. But because they couldn't see them, they're like, it's on the bottom. Yeah. I well, re- they, I, I, could, I they worked from bottom up, yeah, yeah, as opposed to ale yeast, which is top to bottom. But it's very... They finished in March, and then they held them because through the summer months, um, and then would use them for. It was kind of the last beer. Brewed. Is that where the extra alcohol comes from? From that extra, um, the f- extra fermentation. Well, see, that's maybe? that's the thing. It's like uh, how traditional are these two styles that were made? You know, here. Well, I mean, the Germany yeah. purity laws go yeah. back hundreds of years. So, I mean, if it's right. fo- if it's an Oktoberfest beer following. But technology has come a long way. Well, yeah, know? but I mean, if you're talking about a pure German Oktoberfest beer, like, I, I know people, again, another company people rip on all the time is Hofbrauhaus, but I think they make good beer. Their beer from Munich, I mean, or their beer, it follows, the, their lager follows that. It's funny because uh, I, I was at a, an Oktoberfest recently that they held. Um, they're they're a big sponsor of uh, Spaten makes a good Oktoberfest too. Oh yeah, Spaten Iyengar, um, Iyengar makes a really good one. I, I should have picked some of that up um, to get really German. Um, but want, want, want me to see if anyone delivers schnitzel? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Door dash some. <laughs> order, like to order some sauerkraut and uh, sauerbraten. <laughs> yes, but uh, it's like some of my favorite food, and I'm, jo- I'm making jokes about it. <laughs> Well, that's a, you know, here's a little shout out to the Glendale Heights uh, Oktoberfest. They they actually have a really nice. Oh, Schnitzelplatz was. Yeah, Schnitzelplatz. I mean, Schnitzelplatz yeah. is a fantastic German owned family or family owned German restaurant. Yeah. But Hofbrau is who sponsors their stuff. Yeah, it's well, that's what it was. It was um, 
they had Hofbrau. I think it's kind of cool how Hofbrau does that. Yeah, and it was their fest beer. And what's funny is you get their fest beer, and it's actually much lighter than this. Uh, it's a very different different style. And I wonder October if that's fest. more what it's like in Germany on October. I've never uh, been. I think. Have you ever been to October no, in Germany? No. See, so none, neither of us have that's that That's on my bucket reference. list. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it is. Mine too. But, so. I think the style, it's, you know, like I said, it's kind of a narrow band, but then when you drink them back to back, it's like, oh, I guess they're not that similar, you know. So. They're extremely similar and extremely different all at the same time. Yeah, exactly. The, the most different one was the one I had, the Adam Smasher. Yeah. That, that, that definitely is different. Yeah. And that definitely something. was very good. And and I, I highly recommend people try this because it's a great concept that Sierra Nevada does. They're, they're getting together with all these breweries, um, I can't remember who it was. Well, that's like Sam Adams. I mean, there's Infinity. some, some... Sam Adams with Infinium or Infinity, or whatever it was. They did they did that a few. Uh, well, that was a long time ago now. Um, so it's nice to see other companies doing it. Sierra Nevada is not a company I would have expected it from. Yeah. So it was nice to see. They, and it's funny because they've actually had somewhere. Maybe it was two years back, and I was like, I've never heard of this German brewery. But you know what it did? It did spark my interest. Yeah. And I realized I couldn't get any of their beers. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of world's oldest brewery. Is that really true, though? I've seen pictures. <laughs> it's, Photoshop. It's supposedly a thousand years ago. They're like, old, here's a picture know, from a thousand years ago. Yeah. Which, just because it's black and white, doesn't mean it's a thousand year old photo. They didn't have photos back then. Uh, yeah, no, it, they're all three have been, or for me, all three have been good. Yeah, oh yeah, I definitely can say I enjoy Oktoberfest a lot more than most other holidays ever. No, well, no, just <laughs> the the style of beer. Can we just bypass, like, bypass Christmas and just have Oktoberfest? I've been drinking Oktoberfest a long time, and it, it was always just like, oh, it's the season for Oktoberfest. I yeah. need to drink some Oktoberfest. I'm a, I'm a fan. But of now I've really become a big fan of yeah. Oktoberfest. I'm, I'm kind yeah. of, a, I'm, a, I'm a morbidly obese dude. So, which is funny because I look at myself I'm like, I don't look morbidly obese. I see people way bigger than me all the time. So I like, I've always liked fall. And Oktoberfest to me, even though calendar-wise it's not true, signifies the start of fall. You know, when you get to October, the leaves start coming down. You you start lighting. You start having your bonfires, fire pits, which Oktoberfest to me is always the beginning of that. Let's go a little full circle here. I got a topic that, okay, so... Now's the October- you realize that Oktoberfest ties in with the conversation we had before we started recording about Dungeons and Dragons because that's all like based in Europe, um, or the I, you know the dragons and all they come from that. You know. So let's we were talking about New Glarus and we yeah. and you have it all the time or something like that. Well, Maybe no, it's not a, that I had it all no, the time, but the more often I had it, it seemed to lose some of it. Right? Appeal. Okay, I, ex- absolutely agree that that can happen too with a beer easily oh i'm drinking this beer all the time especially me the variety of spice kind of person i like to uh have four different barbecue sauces in my uh, fridge at the same time because i don't ever know which one i want to grab i had had so much hot sauce at one point i've narrowed it down to gringo bandito and i get it every three months from amazon they ship me two normal one green and one soup one extra hot Get also, some secret also, aardvark. You know, also, in, in, in a <laughs> side note to that is Gringo Bandito Hot Sauce is owned by The Offspring. Oh, okay. Actually, Dexter Holland's face is right on the... Uh, oh, okay. We're in a sombrero <laughs> with two pistols. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. So it, that's one thing I can say about Oktoberfest is, you know, we don't have them year-round. There are a few companies that do make Martzen, you know, the style, yeah. year-round. Yeah. There's only... A, but I only can... 
think of one or two. And maybe that is why you love it when it comes around. It's like, um, and I read this in a but book. But isn't October, when you think Oktoberfest, don't you just start smiling? Yeah, right, exactly. You're like, ah, later hosing and oompa music or polka music. Not polka because that's Polish, but you're like, oh, the music, the, the oompa, the, 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 the clothing, the, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> you know, the beer, everyone having fun and yeah. getting along. And it's just, yeah. at the beginning of fall and, you know. Liters of beer. It, it's almost like, oh, damn it. I have half. I have uh, one liter boots. We could have been drinking all this out of. <laughs> Although one liter still holds three beers. Yeah, um, but there's just like this. To me, Oktoberfest just there's this allure to it. It's it's like. It really is like a holiday, and that's why, in I a think, weird way, yeah. it is uh, for the beer drinker for sure. And that's why, oh, yeah. and that's why I think I appreciate the Oktoberfests because. We're not getting them year-round. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, another beer I mentioned earlier, my box. You know, my box only come around once a year, too, for, like, maybe a month, month and a half at most. Uh, you might still find them on the shelves. But it's like, oh, it's my box season, you know. Ooh, it's Oktoberfest, you know. I'm going to get some of these, try them out, you know. Yeah. And what's great is when they're gone, you know, they'll be around next year. And it's yeah. – there are some breweries. Um, I don't know if they're still doing it, but – Crystal Lake Brewing, I, I, I think, was one who was doing a Martin year-round. How um, does Crystal Lake Brewing not do a, a, fr- a Friday night 13th uh, tie-in? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> it's just like, it's just right there, especially for, make a Halloween beer. We don't yeah. have Halloween beers. Well, they do have their, their boat, you know. They, they ah. have, they're trying to stay in their motif. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> although that would be cool. Like, make it blood red or something. Yeah, right, exactly. But, you know, Oktoberfests are, I think, I read in a book somewhere. I'm not going to, it was from a very famous outspoken, I'm not even going to say the name because I don't want to get flambéed. But um, he was talking about seasonal beers. And he says they're a love-hate relationship. And I totally know this. Because it's like, there's certain beers that come around only at certain time of the year. True. And the, the whole seasonal thing. If it's something you really like, you hate that it's gone. Right. But if you had it all the time, you'd probably be like, yeah, it's just average. It's, it's not, like. right. It's not, it, it has something special in, in, in one, that's the love, you know. So, and that's where I think seasonal beers are definitely a thing that's not going away, you know, as much as people would like to say, oh, why can't we get Bourbon County all year round or something like that? Well, first off. They brew enough of it that you really can. Yeah, but, (laughs) well, they just, you know. If you go to the right liquor stores, there's always someone that has some. (laughs) It's just one of those things. If you you keep a, I mean, you got your spice beers that come out Christmas time. Come Christmas time, come December, you find one. Let's let's call it November, right? Because really, you think they come out like for Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving and Christmas. I mean, they come out November. My pick for that is going to be a brewery you've already stated, so maybe you would kind of like it. Great Lakes makes a nice Christmas beer. Honestly, Great Lakes and Bells are two breweries that I think make damn near everything pretty solid. And then there's the White Ales, the Christmas <sighs> White Ales, Sam Adams White Ale and Christmas Ale. Oh, those two, those yeah. are I think the two first ones of those I had, and I was yeah. like. Especially the white ale, I'm like, this is really good. Yeah. But now, doesn't isn't um, who owns Fat Tire? Who makes Fat Tire? New Belgium. Doesn't New Belgium make a white ale? Yeah, they got. Yeah. Well, I can't think of the name of it. It's really good too. Some of them are year round, but you know that's also a very popular seasonal. Well, type. for for the seasonal ones, the they usually add like ones, a little bit of clove, yeah. a little bit yeah, of something to make right, it look exactly. unique. Yeah. yeah. 
Which is funny because you'd think like every beer in Christmas when it's cold out should be like a heavy stout, you know that. And those aren't. Yeah, those are relatively light. Yeah. You know what's funny though? That is, I, I was reading, uh, you know, me and my beer nerdery, um, reading books, but that's very big in America to to have that belief that stouts are for for cold weather, but. Uh, in Jamaica, the most popular beers are stouts. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, well, England, England is. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's stouts, it's, are stouts summer, and, can yeah. be summer beers. I mean, you I know. mean, Guinness is super popular around yeah. the world, even in hot areas. I mean, yeah. So we've moved on from uh, Sierra Nevada, which was the last one, to Half Acres Oktoberfest offering. They spelled Oktoberfest wrong. They spelled it O C T. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> is it though? Uh, I love their label. It's not blue and white. It's got some uh, night, some shields. Uh, night, I don't know if the he's beer's a name is Lager Town. If anyone needs to know, I was getting to that. <laughs> I like that. I like the name. I like the branding. The orange color. I'm surprised by though. It's a wrap can. Oh, it is. Yeah, it'll peel off, won't it? Yeah, wraps are wraps are all the rage these days. Why? Because they could print them on their inkjet and put them on. No, I mean. It's still very high quality. This is using oh, yeah. metallic really ink. Nice. I mean, this is not Oh, cheap. it's really nice. Yeah, the artwork is... It's got, like, knights on it. and Yeah, it's definitely got the spirit. It's got their owl with the tentacles, if anyone's familiar with Half Acre. Yeah, and Half Acre <laughs> also makes Daisy Cutter. And there's actually... What's the milk? Don't they make a milk stout? They actually make one of my... A beer you probably wouldn't... Um, beer everybody should seek out if they like happy beers but they make a uh a galaxy double daisy cutter every once in a while yeah i've seen that yeah and in fact one year i put that easily in one of my top either five or ten beers popular tour obviously you know i urge everybody to go out and do the tours brewery tours are they're fun. Fun times to be had. I did some down in uh, Indiana with a company that, with some a couple companies, and St. John's Malt Brothers was one of them. Yeah, and I those, was with you on that. Yeah, you yeah, were. Yeah. You were. And boy, were some of the people on that bus tour drunk. Yeah. Kurt was licking my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's And that's when I was working. That was when I was working the, the beer. Yeah. And, uh, and I was... And Joanna's friend was with us, and I'm like, "You're not. You don't even look drunk or sound drunk or anything." She goes, "There's two of you." I'm like, "Wow, okay." Um, <laughs> that was actually a, a tour bus. What was a bus? It was a bus tour. There were two places we went that stood out. Um, Byway Brewing was the first one. They just opened. Their beer was okay, and I, I attribute that to a lot of brews when they first opened. The first batch or two, they're getting their feet wet. Devil's Trumpet was fantastic. That was where they were playing all the heavy metal, hard rock. It was like red and black inside. That beer was fantastic. Loved it. See, I thought I thought it was good. Um, well, I guess out of the, f- but they were very stout heavy. You know, I. Well, and I that's why to me yeah, they were really, yeah. like I have smoked one of theirs. Still, I drink that's been in there for like four years. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were very good. Then and these are all in Indiana. Then we went to a place called St. John's Malt Brothers. Yeah. Where they sold you a cup of bacon. Yes. Now those guys were cool because they're they like, awesome. "Oh, you want to you want to come in back and see the brewery?" Yeah, and that, it's a small facility. That was they, my doing, actually. But they were, but they were like, they didn't. They were like, "Oh yeah, come on back." Yeah, because I was schmoozing. Yeah, the, you were talking the, to the, the owner, yeah. 
And he's like, here, you want to try the freshest beer you ever had? And he uh, poured one right from the bright tank. So it wasn't even, no carbonation. Or, like, yep, I, I remember like, that. Yeah. And but I it was guess, still cool that they brought us back. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. And they were so hospitable. Um, Very One cool of the people. smallest breweries I've oh, ever been in. Oh, yeah. It's like the I size mean, of an Arby's. I hope, you know, I'd like to go back because that's been years. I mean. They're still, they're still they're, around. I, I follow them on Facebook. Going. They're yeah. still successful. Um, their beer was good. Yeah, yeah. And they made their own maple glazed bacon that they sold yeah. in a cup. Yeah. They, we had we got the last cup pints of bacon <laughs> pint of bacon I think it was um, but the staff was fantastic the beer was really good you could tell they really appreciated the tour bus thing you know too that they really you well, know it gets their name out there right? yeah I yeah mean, oh you exactly should, you should exactly. Like. yeah so um, I'm not sure where I was going with this whole conversation but anyways and then we stopped at uh, Polka Roo Brewing I think Polk it was Polka Roo now that was my favorite. I think they were very good too. I agree, they were very good. They and you walked s- in and they were playing uh, "Ticket to Ride" on the table. Yes, <laughs> the pierogi, the pierogies were fantastic. Yeah, they were very. They have good food and good drinks, and the people super were cool. hospitable. Yeah, super hospitable. when they found out, you know, my background. They well, they were. were ho- I mean, they were pretty much. Ho- I mean, and let's be fair. Kurt, the guy that was looking at my face and his wife, were a little on the drunk side, and she broke a bunch. Of, she broke some glasses and shit. And they were pretty cool. They were like, "No, oh, we understand." So yeah. if you're if you Pokro if you ever Pokro 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 if you ever listen to this thank you very much I don't know if you remember us I hope you don't <laughs> in a way I but did your, see their food and their drinks were good and, yeah. and they're still around I, they're on Facebook you can find them yeah yeah they actually you know what I I have seen them their name at some beer festivals that unfortunately I wasn't able to I think they were at the Munster St John's Malt Brothers was at an Oktoberfest in Indiana I don't know if it was Munster. And I think they might have been too. Yeah, I, I, I thought they had phenomenal beer. That guy definitely had some. And it didn't look jobs. like a brewery. Yeah, it it was a very warehousey looking place. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely. I think you could tell they were in the early stages. But it was still uh, that good. I mean, it was you know, still so good. You still they had great beer, and that's not. Not everybody starts with great beer. That's Some true. Some people have a great concept and great marketing, but then the beer is like, eh. <laughs> you know. Well, like I said, like, I like, like, have... like, that's what I said about Byway. Like, Byway was the first stop. I thought they were good, but you could tell they had just opened. They, I mean, they, they were like six months old. The grass hadn't even grown in their, in their yard, in yeah. their front. I want to go. They're still around, so I'd like to go back. I'd like to go back and revisit all four. Right. And see how they're doing. Because, um. Was there one more? It was four. It was only four. It was Devil's Trumpet, Byway. I want to say it was Byway, Pokro, and uh, St. John's, St. John Mall Brothers. Jeez, I, th- I don't know where I was going with that. I really don't because we we're talking just about half tours acre. and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, because you said Half Acre has a good tour. Yeah, yeah. They're... And we, yeah. Oh wow, what a tangent we went off on there. Yeah. We really, we the train really <laughs> derailed that time. Holy sh- jeez, wow. Uh, but Half Acres, so Logger Town is their Oktoberfest offering. It does not. Say, claim to say it does not claim to be an Oktoberfest style. No, it October just says right is, out Oktoberfest. It is yeah. not spelled with a K. <laughs> Maybe, that's half acre is pre- half acre is pretty much giving the middle finger to the Reinsdorf laws, or not Reinsdorf. Um, <laughs> Reinsdorf. <laughs> Reinsdorf's the owner of socks. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? It's right in the middle yeah. between the Sierra Nevada and the Revolution. Ooh. I'd say it's a little closer to the Sierra Nevada. So you've had no, you've had three tonight. Yeah. I had four. You had one that though, 
is not it an Oktoberfest. It, it defies. Way, uh, yeah, we, it, yeah, it defies it, what you know as Oktoberfest. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very different beer that it, it's in the spirit, but yeah. I mean like these, I really can feel like you go from Revolution, you got this. It does have a sweetness like right off the bat, really caramely. Um, this is like in the middle. This, smell, this 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 smells a little different. It smells a little more. Uh, I want to say yeasty almost. Yeah, definitely, and definitely. It's darker. Getting some hops. It's the darkest of the off of this. It's the darkest one. of the three we've each yeah. had. I mean, it is a dark. It, it's like an. It's almost like an amber. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually fairly. I mean, I can see my fingers through the glass. It's translucent. It's, it's rather translucent. You know, yeah. but not. I mean, it's not crystal clear. Mm-mm. You know, it, there's a there's haziness to it. You know, but not haziness in the hazy IPA. I think there you, there's still there's still the hint of caramel. To it. Yeah. Bready, though. So th- yeah. it's like where Revolution had the caramel, Sierra Nevada had the bready. This is kind of like, kind of hit, hits in the middle. If it's going to go one way or another, I feel it has a little, it's got some of the breadiness of the Sierra Nevada. But, I would agree. Um, and yet I'm, I'm it, it getting really, happiness it, of yeah. the, like I said, Nero Band. I mean, there is, like, is. they definitely, you could put these three beers and say, oh, yeah, they're very similar. But then you could put these three beers back to back and go, Wow, like back to back, there there's quite a bit of difference yep. between them. If I drank one, like two weeks ago, one last weekend, and then one this weekend, I might feel they're more similar. But back to back, you really can definitely taste something different. Um, I don't know if I would put this at the in the middle or top of the list. You know what? I, I really... Out of the three we each had that were the same, I, I don't know. But the thing, the problem is all three were good. So it's not like saying one's third place is, like, bad. Because ultimately, the one, I, the one I enjoyed the most out of the ones I had was that Two Brothers. Oh, but okay. it's also the least Oktoberfesty. Yeah. But for a straight-up Oktoberfest-style beer... I mean, there's other ones out there. Sam Adams makes a really good one that we haven't tried. I mean, we've had it before, but... I was going to get Great Lakes. Great I Lakes think Great makes Lakes, a good one. Great Lakes is one of the best. You know, you know mo- most Midwestern brewers should make a good one because, I mean, the Germans made a lot. The Germans settled here and made a lot of beer. There's a lot of... I mean, all Anheuser-Busch and all that. It's all Germans. Yeah. So the roots are here for it. Very different waters, though, compared to... Like German softer water than sure, like yeah, Western harder water, of I course. Mean. But but the 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 history and the roots and the inspiration is here. Oh yeah, you yeah. know. Um, I don't know where I'd put. I don't know how I'd order them. I, really don't. I don't. You know what? I I don't know if I even want to try. I mean, it's uh, yeah. They exactly. they have their own merits. I mean, I like the sweetness that I get off of the Revolution. I really yeah, do like. I that. agree. Um, it balances it, it balances the dryness nice. It, it reminds me of like if you've ever had a Maybach, they they have like mm-hmm. this sweetness to them, um, and, and something I I do enjoy in a lager. I mean, uh, and I feel if I'm gonna say like okay, I, I have to drink one of these for I'm at an Oktoberfest and I have to drink. I'm gonna be there five hours and I can only pick one beer. And if it was these three. I would probably say if I'm going to drink multiple, I would drink the Revolution. Yeah, I might um, go. I might go with that. Um, but that, that's not just taking anything away from the other two. Right, right. Yeah, I know what you mean. But then, if I'm having a single one, I really do like the Sierra Nevada. I do like the 
a half acre. They all got their own merits. I mean, very true. Um, and they are they are similar enough that you get the same Oktoberfest feel out of all three. Exactly. Where like the two brothers is clearly, hey, we're taking this and we're running with it. Right. Yeah. And it, it is funny because it's it's in the spirit of Oktoberfest, quote unquote. I just did air quotes and we're not, not a video show. <laughs> and um, but <laughs> but it um. It, it is the best beer they've made, which is very odd. I do feel that way, too. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's super good. Yeah. But it gets disqualified from Oktoberfest to an extent because it's oak barrel-aged. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not an Oktoberfest beer. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, it's fantastic. They did a nice twist on it. You know, it's funny because I've had a lot of friends, like... All four of these that <laughs> were, were good. <laughs> I've had friends in... Uh... If they ever listen to this, they know they'll know who they are because they even said like these two, Adam Smasher is their favorite, yeah. two brothers. I mean it. It's it's kind of funny because it's it, giving it giving it up for for my lab. That's really what where the name came from. <laughs> yeah, they even think they're neighbors in the little, uh, okay. in the little thing for it. So maybe there's a little latent radioactivity in there too. That's what, makes, that's what makes the water so tasty. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like it's like something on the, fall, the Fallout universe. Three eye fish. You know. <laughs> First off, it was it was great having a, a, a co-host. I I really enjoy that because I could talk to all. I, I I don't mind hearing the sound of my voice. No, I do. I hate the sound of my voice actually. <laughs> like I hear myself. I go, God, I sound like such a Chicago dago. I sound like such a Chicago stereotype. So I love having somebody else on the show. And it's also nice when, like, the shorter episodes are I explain something, I give some events, and then I say I review beer. It's nice having somebody else here where we get the contrasting opinions and yeah. we do it live. Yeah. We're not live, but we, we try the beers live. Right. Instead of, like, okay, I've drank this earlier and, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's great. One thing, <coughs> it goes to show that everybody enjoys... It, different styles and different. Yeah. Um, I consider myself pretty wide open in the beer, but I definitely have styles that I'm more, you know, um, I'm very hoppy, sour, you know, those kind of beers. Uh, stouts, right. I enjoy a great stout, but it's not the normal thing I reach for. And that's where, mm. like, I know you. Well, that's what's more. nice is it's nice when I have someone on here. Not only do we have differing opinions, but since you've worked in that field to an extent, you definitely have knowledge I don't, which is which is also nice. Huh. I mean, it's it's great to have, and you know what? There's no wrong way to enjoy beer. I mean, well, well, well yeah, I guess. I would get a lot of people differing on that. I can think of a lot of different ways that's <laughs> there's wrong. There's books about exactly how you're supposed to enjoy your beer, but uh, I mean, there's you know. I mean, let's be fair. We drink we drink I drink all of we drink them out of different cup. You drink them out of a typical pine American pint glass, right? And I'm using you got a, a dimple mug. Yeah, from Cheers in Boston. My mom, went, my mom went to Boston, and every show I've done, every beer picture I've taken has had the Cheers mug. No, I, I think uh, it's it's nice being able to bounce stuff back and forth. Yeah. It's, excuse me. It's nice having a longer show. I'll yeah. shoot out the plug to the Glendale Heights uh, Oktoberfest. It's uh, it's a really great one. I mean, it's uh, the bands they have are a lot of fun. I definitely want to go next year because it would have been really cool to have gotten out of the house. And gone to Oktoberfest for a change. And Saturday night, it was, How it was, was hopping. 
this year, all I got was a giant pretzel, which was actually a dollar more than a beer. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, Schnitt, it was if it was a Schnitzelplatz pretzel, they're huge. Though. Yeah, it's it's a huge. Pretzel. It's a, it's a yeah, huge pretzel. And did you, you, did you get the two different mustards? Only one mustard they had because they had a pump thing. That okay, had. but uh, you know. Excellent. It was really good. I but years past I've gotten the schnitzel there and Oh, it's uh, really good. Yeah, so I will give a shout out to Schnitzel Plots on North Avenue in Glendale Heights because their food is fantastic. Yeah. Family owned. Used to be a barbecue restaurant. There's a barbecue pit in there. That's what they have one <laughs> oh, thing in the, the one. Yeah, I've seen pictures yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, there's like they have a barbecue pit that I don't think I, I think they smoke their own sausage, to be honest. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure though. But uh so if you're looking for an Oktoberfest beer and it, they're all at the store still, they'll be at the store for a good month. Yeah. You and know, I'll tell you what, you know, I've, I haven't had many Oktoberfests of any that I would, uh, I would say are really bad. Uh, I am going to go back and say uh, we did mention New Glarus. They do have a fantastic Oktoberfest called Staghorn. Yeah, they do yeah. every year, and that one's fantastic. It's good it's, beer. Uh, yeah, it's good beer. Uh, Sam Adams makes a good Oktoberfest. Great Lakes. Great Lakes makes a good. I, I mean, Lakefront is really nice. So, ooh, Lakefront Brewery is real good. Yeah, but I'd like to thank you guys all for listening. And you met Michael, who is a Facebook. Will be contributing to the Facebook page. Thanks for listening. Go out and have an, uh, enjoy Oktoberfest. Try some of these beers. Yes. Definitely. Don't drink and drive. Be safe about it. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Yep. 